Some people seem to move almost effortlessly from planning into action, but appearances can be deceiving. It all comes down to having a process that works for you. I'm your host, M. David Green. Hack the Process is a show about looking at the systems and processes that we build our lives around to support mindful, meaningful progress. This show explores ways that people get past that pivot point, from having a fantasy to putting something real out there into the world. If you're ready to stop planning and fantasizing and start taking action, let's hack the process together. The problems we face can sometimes show us the path we need to follow. Brothers Guy and Elon Ferdman learned this early, transforming their personal struggles with depression and financial hardship into a marketing and personal transformation business that lets them explore their own educational growth while also helping others. In this episode of Hack the Process, Guy and Elon will tell us why their business model keeps evolving instead of following a fixed pattern, what it feels like to discover abundance by mindfully embracing discomfort and fear, and how they went from doing everything in their business themselves to letting go of the details and trusting the process. So today I'm talking with Elon and Guy Ferdman. They are coaches and they also have a podcast themselves called Have It All. Elon, Guy, how are you guys doing today? Awesome. Really well, my friend. Great. It's wonderful to have you here. And I'm wondering, you, you guys are working in a few different things right now. How do you introduce your show? What do you do these days? What do you tell people about yourselves? <laughs> That's a great question. So our show is called the Have It All Podcast. And what we've started to do through the years, it's funny, we kind of took a detour along the way, which I'm sure we'll talk about throughout this process. And what we do today is we are what I would call high performance coaches. So we look to work with people who are looking to take all areas of life to what we say is a level 10. So what we've noticed with a lot of our clients is they'll reach financial success. You know, they'll climb that proverbial mountain and then they get there and they feel kind of empty because they thought that money was going to give them a different feeling. And then they tend to look back and go, well, wow, I'm burnt my relationships with my wife or husband. I haven't spoken to my kids in three years my health is completely out of whack and i thought this was supposed to feel a lot better then they come work with people like us because we have an approach that's a lot more holistic how every single area of your life you know the breakthrough with your mom is the breakthrough around your business the breakthrough with your brother or sister could be the breakthrough around your health and fitness and we want to or we strive i should say to give people the opportunity to live life at their optimal best in all areas of life. So that's mm -hmm. uh, what the Have It All podcast is all about. And high-performance coaching. I mean, how did you come to that in particular? <laughs> well, that, that entails a lot of detours. <laughs> a lot of detours. In 1962, um, um, well, I mean, long story, very short. I was 19 years old. I was at the time dealing with about, I'd say six, seven years of just like depression and suicide, like many teenagers, you know, during that time. I came across Landmark Education, if you know what that is, the forum. It used to be the S training in the 70s and 60s and then kind of transformed to uh, Landmark Education. It's, it's fairly well known. The guy who created it is pretty much responsible for the West being introduced to like Eastern philosophy and Eastern traditions. I had no idea what it was, but I knew at that time that I wanted some semblance of assistance with like paradigm shifts and I provided that and I kind of went from depression and suicide to complete 180. And if you've ever seen somebody who's lost like physically like a lot of weight in a short period of time and you're like, what the hell has happened to you? I had the equivalent of that in like spiritual weight. 
at 19. <clears throat> so everybody that saw me just didn't know how to make heads or tails of what happened. And I had no way of explaining what happened, but I had an, an enlightened moment, let's say, kind of why the company is called Satori Prime, because Satori means moment of enlightenment. From that moment on, I had a, uh, a different vision of a world because I knew if someone like me could just shift like that, like in a single second of time from all the thoughts that have been plaguing me for seven years, the actions that plagued me, the dark clouds that seemed to follow me around to just seeing the world. I mean, not just in a mental way or emotional way, but like physically walking outside and seeing colors differently. I knew that something was possible for humanity. It took probably another eight years to really do something about that. But we had been in personal development for, I mean, now consistently, really without any breaks for about 15 years straight. Elon and I, during that time period, even pro bono had coached like thousands of people, never even considered that it was something we could do for a business. And then during the economic collapse in 2008, him and I were both in commercial real estate. He was a VP of the bank. I was one of the managers there. We were um, about $100 million under asset, right? Yep. In, in like the small shop, doing really well. And then we were like the co-captains of the ship, you know, waving the ship as it sank to the ground. During that time, we kind of had to look at what we were doing. I knew I didn't want to stay in banking. On one side, we were working in this like really egotistical kind of environment. On the other side, we were just really helping a lot of people doing all this magical stuff. And I just knew that that was my calling. Elon joined me about six months later, building this business. And that's yeah, been hard to believe almost six years of, of really just creating a brand and content and everything else that goes along with modern entrepreneurship to really give a face to the vision that we have, which is transforming 100 million people's lives. So that's a, a, a very short version of that story. I can hear the this concept that what you did was you found something that was very personally important to you. You you followed your own passion and you noticed you were doing it naturally and automatically even before you started thinking about building a business around it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and I think a lot of people ask that question like, well, how do I know what my passion is or you know, how do I build a business around my passion? My baseline answer to people is usually what do you effortlessly do? You know, what do your friends come to you for advice and you willingly give it? And what would you do if money wasn't part of the equation. Like if you could just do anything. And I really think that the beauty of the modern world is if you learn a few skills like online marketing and content creation, I think most people think about having major breakthroughs in money and they overvaluate it. They think they need, you know, thousands of clients all over the world and people buying products. At the end of the day, you know, we live in a world right now where we're curating our information, we're curating our authority figures, we're curating our superheroes and everything that we see. So statistically, we can show that for the first time in history, people are following online celebrities more readily than they're following Hollywood celebrities. And I think what that points to is that your average person doesn't need to be a celebrity for everybody. They can be a celebrity just to a small group of people who really, really want your authority and your messaging and the way that your story is told and we're really kind of moving back to that tribal mentality of storytellers have the power and creatives have the power, which is really different than the way that it's been. Cause like Braun has been leadership for a long time and now it's really shifted. So I think there's this major opportunity to really learn a few skills and then just kind of put your message out there, see who it vibrates with and, you know, go find a thousand people who love your message. In today's world, that's a million dollar business. A lot of that comes from the democratization of publishing, the way that you can really take ownership of your own message, put it out there and find the audience for yourself. Absolutely. Yeah. And we're seeing that with eBooks and, you know, just YouTube and pretty much any major curation of content creation. Yeah. Podcasting, of course. And 
Um, look, it, it, it definitely requires a little bit of retooling on people's parts, but it's not skill sets that are difficult to learn, even if the first month or two might seem that way. And ultimately, I think this world is absolutely starving for authenticity. And there's a, a definitely a disillusionment that we're seeing with media and, you know, the Donald Trump effect and, and all that kind of stuff without getting political. Yeah, and I think there's just a major opportunity for people to really step forward, finally show who they are, and, and really connect with people who are like, wow, I, I really want to know how you got to this place in your life. One of the things that really interests me about the way that you've, you're running your business, it feels to me like something that couldn't have started the way that it is right now, and it feels like it has to constantly keep on evolving. I'm curious, how did it go through transitions and lead to where it is today? Mm. So that's why I said we, we had plenty of detours. So just to put things in perspective, because I know a lot of the times people hear like, oh, well, I would do this if my circumstance was this, or if I didn't have that, then I would easily do what I want to do. And I just want to give you guys like an overarching look at our lives. The fertile ground, as I call it, that we decided to build Satori Prime on was me living on unemployment checks while my house is in foreclosure and my first child is about to be born, he was gonna be born September. He was born in August, but it was supposed to be September. So this is in June of 2011, Guy and I decide to do this. So this is what's happening in my world. Guy has to sell his house, uh, his car and move in with my parents. And at this time we're having a conversation like, hey, wouldn't it be great if we decide to start a business right now? <laughs> so when we started in the online space, Guy had a, a little bit of a head start before me. The plan at the time really was to become coaches because that's what we love to do. And it's like Guy's question before, which I think is a great question. We asked ourselves, what would we do if money was not an issue right now? And just so you guys know, it was very much an issue at that time. It just still like if we're going to put in all this effort to build something, it has to be more than just about money. We had the money, like we experienced that in commercial real estate and finance. What would our soul and heart want? And it was without question coaching. It's just something that came naturally to us. We absolutely loved it. So when we started Satori Prime, we were learning online marketing because what we realized is we didn't want to walk out in the street and meet people at networking events and go, hey, do you want to coach? Do you need a coach? You know, anybody that wants a coach? It felt sleazy. So we started learning marketing because we thought, hey, that would really help us grow this business. And marketing is really cool, not from the sense of, you know, you might like the intricacies or not, but marketing gives you freedom. And when you understand how to market yourself, a product or a service, even that's not your, your own, you've written your check to freedom. And that's what we did. We learned that skill and then quickly realized, wow, if people got this, then they could be free too. And if our coaching is about providing people freedom of self-expression of self, et cetera, then, Hey, this is a really good thing. And you know, the coaches were coaches. So we started coaching people in the marketing space and that spun for a good part of three and a half, four years before we got that part of our business dialed in where we could say, you know what, that was great. And that's still kind of now we're doing it because of money, not because it fulfills our soul and our heart. What would that look like? And we, in 2016, rebranded and redid everything inside of Satori Prime to just be about personal development and just be about mindset. We didn't let go of the other businesses. We, as much of it as possible, hired people to run that and help us run that as much as possible so that our focus, instead of being you know 90% on that and 10% on the mindset stuff is now 10% on that and 90% on the mindset stuff, which is what we love. And I, I will just say this, when you are in your zone of genius, abundance flows to you. 
a lot of people get stuck in things that they do well that become absolute time suckers and they end up being in a holding pattern for a long, long time. And as immigrants, we have this whole thing about we have to do it on our own, asking for help. You know, no one will do it as good as us. These are like all conversations that we have to overcome and deal with and really analyze to get to where we are today. Mm -hmm. I can see that. And it's interesting. You, you had a complete metamorphosis in your business from the marketing side to this personal development side. And I can see that, you know, looking through the work that you've done over the years. I'm curious, when you started with the marketing side of things, were there role models? Were there teachers? Was it formulaic? How did you learn how to do what you were teaching? I was running these uh, brunches in New York City right before we got the business going for about six months. I, I heard that Eleanor Roosevelt line that says uh, small minds talk about people Average minds talk about events, great minds talk about ideas. You know, if from, from our own coaching, I know that systematically communication for a lot of people in connection is built around trauma. Meaning like if I find somebody, if like I had hip surgery and I find somebody who had the same hip surgery, we're gonna get super excited about that, right? Like we, like we connect over trauma. The other way we can connect, but we just don't do it a lot is over like dreams. Like what, what am I passionate about? What are my dreams about? So I created these brunches called Transformation Brunches. And what we would do is we would share about dreams and the, the background of it was, if you are not working on your dreams, how come you haven't gotten started? If you are working on your dreams, you know, where you stopped and how can we support you in, in like moving that forward? And during those six months, I watched the people who would come like completely shift everything. Like people quit their jobs, started businesses, started working for nonprofits, all, all sorts of stuff like that. And it became really clear to me, even when I was there, that I really wanted to coach. And like Elon said, I wanted to get online and not just coach like one to five to 10 people. I wanted to impact like massive communities online. So marketing seemed like a, a natural thing to learn. And I had no idea how to start that. So I go home that day and I must have signed up on some list for like a business opportunity. And the biz op was, it's like, you know, basically an educational company on how to learn like online marketing skills. And I had, and back in the day, we used to get like an email a day. Remember, it's like, it's not like it is today where it's a lot more pull. It was like very push, push, push back then. So I would get this email from this kid, Aaron, like every single day. And every day I thought to myself, I'm like, God, I got to get off that list. But I went home that day and I finally opened one of those emails and it's like about lifestyle and freedom and online marketing. And I'm like, that's kind of exactly what I'm looking for. I'm like, and he's kind of offering a mentorship. And so I click through, go to the sales page and the sales page says $397 to buy what they call the black box. I had $400 in the bank. So I took that as kismet and I bought that black box and I was sure that I was going to be a multimillionaire in like four months. That part didn't happen, but I did write a check for myself for May 1 of that year for a million dollars, which I never cashed, obviously. But I want to just show you like what kind of what Elon was talking about. When you're getting going with a business, I think a lot of people mistakenly use willpower as a foundation for starting to achieve something. So it's like, again, like with your health or your finances or your relationships, it's like, or you want to stop smoking or whatever. People use willpower. And willpower to me is like a car that's running on fumes. It seems to be going really, really well, but like it's about to die. And if you, if you aren't working from what's in alignment in your heart, what you passionately want to pursue, and I would say service oriented in some way, shape or form, you're probably going to find that, hey, challenges are going to come. And if you don't have that passion, you're not going to want to deal with it. You're going to find excuses not to do it. 
And I think what passion allows you to have is a mind frame that puts you into a long-term sustainable place where you can take action from over a long period of time because it's not just about the short-term gains right now. If Elon and I were just about short-term gains when he's got his house and foreclosure kit on the way, IRS seizing tax, you know, assets and all that other stuff, all that stuff was reason enough to stop. But every time there was a challenge, it was more about, no, this is really what I want to do with my life. Not about, I really need to put a few bucks in my pocket right now. So if you have a long-term vision, you'll give up certain actions that you might take in the short term that are out of integrity or inconsistent with that long-term vision for, hey, you know what? Let's not work with this person because it doesn't feel good. And then let's look down the road about what we're creating that's more in integrity and alignment with what we want. And I think for a lot of people, that's what they're missing. They just want to go after the money. And money for me, and I think for most people I've seen, is just not enough of a motivator because when you get it, you realize it's empty. Yeah, I can hear that. And you know, I've, heard, I've heard people say if you, if you need somebody to teach you to be motivated, then you're not really motivated. You haven't found your passion. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. It gets down to you know, what you are teaching people. And I'm, I'm curious, what do people come through your program? What, what are people learning from you? Wow, so much. Here's what I've noticed more and more recently. Again, Guy and I have a system and that system changes on the regular basis because we're evolving constantly. I mean, we've hired coaches before and a lot of coaches, my experience of them is that they tend to do this one thing over and over and over and over. And that's not to say that it doesn't work. It just seems like they're kind of stuck in a certain decade and they've just stayed there. Guy and I are what I call experienced junkies and we are constantly trying new things. We don't believe that we have the answer of all answers because we're, we're on, in the search just like anybody else is. Having said that, I think knowing who you are and living from that place more and more and more. So what I mean by that is if you want success in you know, putting yourself out there or being in business or communicating with people, et cetera, today more than ever, authenticity and vulnerability are going to get you there. What stops people from being authentic and vulnerable is that they don't trust themselves. So conversations like, I'm not good enough. I'm not smart enough. I don't have results enough. I don't know enough. I'm not worthy enough are the things that no matter what people do, no matter what your results are in life, you can only manifest the results in your life that you believe at that very moment you are worthy of. So I will challenge anyone, if you wanna build a seven figure business or you wanna have a $10,000 a month business, whatever your goals are right now, and you don't have them, my assertion to you and something to just investigate is, your level of worthiness. Like you don't believe that you're worthy of a seven figure business. Now, a lot of people, when I say this to them, get very, very uncomfortable. Talking about Elon, I absolutely am worthy. And I say, well, if that were true, you'd already have that million dollars. And where we go to work on is those things that you just don't see. It's the old programming, the old patterns. The way I explain to somebody is like, your phone, the cell phone that you use twice a year, gets a full operating system upgrade and everyone gets all pissy about it because all your apps stop to work for that next week. And it's mandatory, right? And the question I ask people is like, when was the last time you upgraded your operating system? And the chances are never. And the operating system, I don't care how wise you are, how old you are, 
the predominant operating system that is running your day-to-day -day right now was created when you were somewhere between five to seven years old. So if you're telling me that a five to seven year old is capable of running your life, then you're great. No, you don't need an upgrade. If that, however, isn't the case, and I would say today more than ever, because things are moving so quickly, more operational upgrades and things like that that you get to look at. And that's really what we work with our clients on is when you're in that mode of expansion in your life, that's when those old operating systems are going to rear their heads, you know? So you say, Hey, I'm going to go start my own business. Well, guess what? Every way that you suck at running a business is what's going to show up. You're not going to come out there and be Elon Musk. Every single way that you suck around money, every way that you suck around personal responsibility, delegation, being your word, conversations around money, safety, security, all that stuff is going to bubble to the surface. And that's the work. Like the technical stuff we say to people, a monkey can learn technical stuff. It's the mindset, the transformation as a human being that you get to go through that will determine the quality of your relationships, the quality of your health. And if any part of those places aren't at the level that you want them to be at that moment, then what's happening there, there's just an old program running unchecked. You have no idea that that old program's running. And it's one of those things like, I find it very funny that the things that we train people on, the reaction is never like, oh my God, I've never heard that before. Because what we're helping people do is we're helping you remember, remember who you truly are and who you know yourself to be. And the feeling of that is different. It's like you get that feeling somewhere in your heart and your heart just goes, oh, like home. Like I know this, thank you for reminding me. And when you start living in that, life becomes effortless, life becomes fun. You get into this nice flow where opportunities come your way, the perfect person, the, it just shows up. And that's why I think people choose to work with us. They're sick and tired of talking about their dreams and they're ready to actually see them be manifested. When you talk about transformation, I know that one of the things that comes up for a lot of people is fear and just like the concept of the fear of upgrading my phone's operating system. I know my apps are going to stop. This is the upgrading the operating system of your whole life. How do you talk to people about fear in their lives? Well, you know, look, everything is, is a, a paradigm shift away from from being an empowerment, right? So we say uh, the word integrity and we say the word possibility and, and, and those need to be redistinguished for people. Also, I think oftentimes people hear it like it's a, a moral issue and we're really not talking about that. Like for us, integrity equals workability. Like if a bicycle wheel has no integrity, like you pull the spokes out of the, of the wheel, the wheel's not going to operate, right? There's no workability there. So your life is also has these spokes in it. And because people mess with their integrity, oftentimes they don't have a lot of workability. So I'm saying that because everything starts with an empowering context. So if we look at in, where the baseline integrity is, it's integrity with yourself. And that means having an empowering context about who you are. So for instance, fear, a lot of people do not have a lot of integrity around fear. And like Elon said, programming for most people is like fear as if they had it when they were five years old. So what does that look like? It looks like feeling safe is going upstairs or downstairs, running to your bedroom, you know, getting into bed and pulling the covers over your head. And that's how most people like treat fear. Like they operate as if it's something to move away from, right? We have the fight or flight, basically operational system. Now, if you look at um, firemen as an example, and a house is on fire, you see a house on fire, you don't run in. Fireman sees a house on fire, they run in. 
right? Now, do they have an absence of fear or do they have a surplus of courage? Courage is not an absence of fear. It's the willingness or the ability to act in the face of it. So what we see with a lot of people is we have what people think are problems and they think that by design, they're not supposed to have them. Actually, humans by design create problems. And one of the things that we want to look at is not to have a relationship with the things that aren't working for us as something to overcome. In fact, it's something to surrender to and learn how to love. Notice how when you get angry, you've never been able to overcome and stop being angry. Or if you're sad, it doesn't go away, right? So it, instead of instead of like building a deeper relationship with it and having almost like love with the weird of you, the things that the nuances about your personality, the quirks that you think that are off, which are really why the people in your life love you, by the way, are all the like quirky things. The power in life comes from like surrendering to and even falling in love with these parts of yourself that you think you're supposed to overcome. And that's really where like the holistic of having it all starts because how can you be empowered if you're constantly in resistance and against everything in your life? So what Elon and I are really good at uh, is a few things. Is number one is kind of like weaving through your brain and finding beliefs that you may not even be aware of that are kind of like blind spots in your life and giving you access to them so that you can now see that phenomenon at work. And because you can see the phenomena, you have a choice as to whether to act towards that phenomenon or go against it. And just like in a car, if you have a blind spot, whether or not you can see a car next to you, right? If you can't see that car, you're gonna turn into that lane, there's gonna be an impact, whether or not you can see that car. And that's what we see for a lot of people. It's like they're going into the next lane, they hit that car next to them, things aren't working, but since they don't even know about the car next to them, they don't understand why there's this accident that's happening over and over again. So we're really good at making you aware of that and that starts giving you access to something and a choice that you didn't know that you were aware of. Once we've kind of like worked with your mind, what we start working on is the subconscious reprogramming of the body. Because now it's like, you're gonna be like, oh wow, I can manifest, I can create, there's all these possibilities in my life that's amazing. And yet they seem things to kind of like happen, but not really at the expeditious rate that they can be when you're truly manifesting. And a lot of that has to do with that. You're having a thought, but the vibrational programming, the vibrational frequency of the body is not in alignment with the vibration of the mind. So when people talk about chakra alignment, you could really say it's a vibrational alignment that's in sync throughout the entire body. So it's like, we want to get your bot, your mind. So it's open to the idea that there's more to life than just, I know who the fuck I am. I know what I do for a living. I know how my relationships are. It's like, no, you have no fucking clue. It's an infinite possibility universe. That's quantum. And there's all these amazing things available to you that you forgot about. And then secondly, it's like now creating alignment between the mind and the body so that there's a full system agreement. And then you're just still watching like, magic happen in your life. I noticed that you go back and forth a bunch of different terminologies. You talked about the chakra system, you talked about vibrational essences, you talked about the quantum theories. I'm curious, is there a unifying concept? What inspired the type of teaching and presentation that you do? More and more and more experiences. Here's the thing that I love about what we get to do is that this conversation a year or two ago, the things that would be coming out of our mouth would be very, very different. Over the past year or two, Guy and I started experimenting with plant medicines. We went deep, deep into meditation, meditative practices, started working with different teachers, reading different kinds of books. When we started development, almost everything that we did was very cerebral in nature. So we were just dealing with the thoughts and language that someone were creating at that time. Then through that process, 
we met some certain people and started listening to people like Wayne Dyer and Esther Hicks. And that kind of opened us up to, wow, you know, this stuff isn't just cerebral. This is really spiritual because we'd been doing work for four or five years at the time and had no idea this had anything to do with spirituality. So that kind of let us tap into, wow, this actually works in the body and in the heart. And then we started doing body reprogramming and heart opening and all these different things. And again, for us, it's a constant evolution of self. And what we share with the people that come into our space, depending obviously on where they are, but especially our one-on-one clients, is we're sharing with them where we're at in our process and what's working optimally for us today. And so one of the biggest things that we've been learning and experimenting is that everything that's been great in your life, every decision that has led you to something magical and a magical experience did not manifest in your brain. It all came from your heart. It's what we call our intuition or our gut. When someone thinks like, I don't know how I ended up here. I was just pulled to be here, right? Or I met this person and it was just a perfect person. Like that kind of magic that we call. What we're showing people today is that, well, what if your normal state of everyday living, your God-given right was a state of magic where it wasn't like this once in a while, oh my God, you won't believe what happened. It's funny, people come into our world and it's constantly like, you won't believe what happened, you won't believe it. And guys are like, Oh, we'll believe. Yeah. <laughs> we'll believe and we see it. We know it to be true. And I think it's ever evolving. You know, what I love is that I hope two years from now when someone's interviewing us, that while the message is always going to be about transformation and you living your best and optimal life, having a completely different conversation on what that looks like. It's not about the what so much as the why. And it's just led us to better and better and better experiences. I can hear the essential nature of serendipity in this situation where when somebody touches you, when somebody comes into your life and comes to you for your coaching, that's the moment that they need the thing that you're providing them at that moment. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It kind of touches back and, you know, to get this grounded a little bit on the marketing stuff that you used to, to do and that you're still teaching, creating that, that sense where people can find you and can reach out to you. And I'm curious, how do you... How do you teach people to integrate that serendipity and that magic with the fundamentals of people need to know that I'm out here and that I have something to offer? That's an awesome question. So for me, or for us, I should say that there definitely is emerging, right? So for example, when you, if you're out there and you're listening right now and you met your soulmate and get married, you didn't have this feeling like, oh my God, I met my soulmate and then go, okay, on this day, we're just going to show up and our wedding is going to happen. Like <laughs> you, then, you then went and did the work, right? The difference of what we're talking about here, and it's a great distinction is inspired thought leads to inspired action. And it always comes back to that 80-20 rule. A lot of the times people do busy work because they think that that's what they're supposed to do. They think that other people are going to look and go, ooh, look at that person. They're really busy or they're working really hard. And somehow that they're, when they reach the result, because they worked super hard, they somehow get more money. And that's not true. There's working smart and there's working hard. So when you're living from this place of allowing to guide you, that will tell you. So I'll give you like a, a super, super simple example. I wake up in the morning. I meditate. 
a person's name will pop up in my meditation. Someone that I haven't really been thinking about, someone that's just kind of like in my space, but we haven't even spoken in a while. And they'll just pop up in my head. What I used to think was, oh, that's odd. Like, I wonder why I, was th I just thought about that person. Today, I'm like, great, I need to reach out to that person. And here's what happens nine out of 10 times. I will reach out to that person. It could be an email, a text, a phone call, whatever. Nine out of 10 times, this is the response I get back. Oh my God, Elon, you won't believe this. I was just talking about you and thought how I needed to reach out to you. And then they'll tell me like, I was just talking to this person. They want to hire you. There's this live event there and there. I mean, we're, we're, we just got asked to speak in DC for this event. And it was exactly like that. A friend of mine who I reached out to was like, oh my God, my friend's doing this. She fell in love with your podcast. She wants to hire you. I hadn't spoken to this person in like nine months. I mean, by when you get into that rhythm and that flow, you start trusting it more and more and more. And instead of waking up and going, okay, I got to answer all my emails. I got to do this, this, and this, which I'm not saying doesn't work. It just limits the magic. It limits. It's like, it's like working with blinders on. We manage to create a ton of content, coaching, constantly having conversations. It just doesn't feel like work because it's always that next little stepping stone going, okay, now you guys get to work here. Now you guys get to do this. And it's just made life really, really simple. And then just to add to it, I would just say, you know, like even science and, and at the quantum level, we're starting to prove all these amazing things about the human body that before we just didn't conceive of. We've let the mind kind of be the leader of society and of our bodies. And it's like, and, and Elon and I think that that's kind of what's happened is like we've given a lot of power to the mind where the heart is the true master. And it's because we've, the way that we upbring children, the way we program ourselves and all this other kind of stuff. So I think when you do mindset training, you, you do open yourself up to possibility again. But the beauty behind it is, is that as you do this work and as you kind of like allow for just common sense to be magic and just like this, these serendipitous events to enter your life, you kind of allow the heart to run the show and you really start taking action that only is in line with inspired action. I think something really amazing happens at that point in time is that your brain is obsessed with your survival which is why a lot of people make really bad decisions because they're making survivals purely based on how do I survive the moment, not how do I thrive in this moment where the heart is all about thriving. And as you start operating more from a heart space, more from a vibrational space, more like Elon said, I'm, I'm meditating, I hear something, I get an inspired thing to think about this person or take action with this person, you check in and then you notice that, wow, that person was thinking about me the more you kind of get yourself into that space, you'll find that that kind of stuff happens a lot. And I think the mind's looking for evidence. And as the mind sees more and more evidence of magic in your life, it starts looking at the heart going, damn, this thing knows what it's doing. And it starts noticing that by following that, there's even less stress around survival because here it is, we're thriving, we're making more money, we're healthier, our, our relationships are better. There's all these things that we couldn't predict that are happening, but they're wonderful usually where the mind hates unpredictability, right? Your mind is a predictability machine. And what it does is over time is like it actually steps aside and it lets the heart start kind of guiding the system and it even starts supporting it with positive feedback. When I was 19 years old and I was going through that stuff and even maybe the decade after, I would have never imagined that the things that my mind tells me that I have to listen to would be of a positive thought pattern. And I would say to you guys today, 80 to 90% of the thoughts that go on in my head are positive. 
I don't stand across the room and wonder why I'm not walking across the room to say hi to that woman. I don't go to events and really want to shake somebody's hand and don't do it or go get the body of my dreams or whatever the hell it might be. My mind used to give me that feedback all the time of why I was not good enough or worthy for the results that I really desired. And over time, that's changed to the point where I would almost say it's omnipositive. And that's been the sustained work over a period of time. And that's a really beautiful thing because like, I'm even in a really challenging situation in my life right now without going into all the details. And it's amazing to be in a place where I would have deemed this a negative experience and not try to understand it or look for ways out of it. Instead, just like fully experience and feel this moment and know that this is what's available to me right now. I'm going to be present for this moment. I'm not going to get obsessed with trying to overcome it, break it, change it, be better than it, you know, a strong arm it or any of the other things that we obsessively do and give our energy to, except for just like, okay, what is this trying to have me remember that I've forgotten and kind of get into that empowering space and then just like, you know, wait for that next breakthrough to kind of naturally arise as they always do seeing everything negative and positive, not as negative or positive, but just as another opportunity to experience. Totally. Living in the paradox, like really living in the paradox, right? If you think about meditation and in practices, it's all about being mindful, but notice how mindfulness leads to kind of the state of mindlessness, right? If you're being very mindful, you'll, you'll see that the mind kind of just over time just releases a lot of its programming. And then you have this kind of like mindless, beautiful state and that it's a lot of that stuff. So like in the, in the logical part of the brain and the understanding, it can't get paradox, but the body and the heart loves paradox. It thrives in that space, but like doing paradoxical exercises on the mind will, will have it get into a space of wanting to discover versus being obsessed with actually knowing. Yeah because most people are just obsessed with knowing so they feel like it gives them access to survival. But the case is it really just takes away a lot of passion and what makes things exciting. That's why traveling is exciting because you're in a place of unknown and you're exploring. And then here we are in our lives where we think we know everything and not exploring. And we're like, I don't know why I'm sad. It's like, because what makes us happy is exploring. I can see that you love living in the in the paradox and in in that space in between. I'm curious how you keep the business going. And I'd love to find out a little bit more about the structure of your business and what your processes are. I believe you guys, you you live in different states and you're brothers, but you coordinate. How is the business structured and how do you keep your processes going? It's a good question. So that's also been evolving. And I think as a business grows, it just needs different support at different times. Guy and I, for the, I said this before, for probably three, almost four years, did almost everything exclusively ourselves. Every call, every coaching call, Guy is a tech whiz, was building every single website and landing page and this and that. And the more we got into this world of like, he's really good at that. It's just not his zone of genius, right? And so the more we started playing with that, we morphed a lot of things. So our business currently we basically have, and this is also morphing as we speak. As it should always. <laughs> as it should always. That's very true. Because for us, look, I think once you understand your vision and your why, you can always go to, does this serve our vision? You know, are we serving the people, our community, our clients to the highest, best way that we can at this moment? And if the answer is no, then you start investigating, okay, well, what would that get to look like? And so where we're at is that what we got to see is that we right now run a group coaching program called the Have It All Academy. From that, people have an opportunity to work with us in a one-on-one setting in our Ascension program. And that's a 12-month, we kind of call it your transfer, we're like your transformational Sherpas. 
and we actually take you on different experiences throughout the year while coaching you. So you're not just in our ethos doing our things. We actually custom tailor programs for you throughout the year to fit with what it is that you're aligned to in that, that 12 month period. And then from there, our highest level clients work with us just one-on-one and that's also kind of custom made, but that's more of we meet with them once a week, whereas in the Accenture program, it's every two weeks. So different things like that. Now we're looking at our business and going, okay, well, we would like to serve more people in the Ascension program and have more time to serve our one-on-one clients. And one of the things that we're kind of looking at is, okay, well, the coaching program, how can we structure that in such a way where we don't necessarily have to do that? And so right now, and this, again, just listening to your heart, we went and right before our live, our last live event, we had people in our coaching program ask us, hey, would you guys ever consider coaching me on how to do what you guys do, like in your methodology? And we were pretty dead set, I would say, before that. Like we never really wanted to be like coaching coaches. And then as the business grew, we kind of thought, you know, okay, so we're getting all these messages. Then we went to our live event and at the live event, more people asked us and we're like, hmm, that's interesting. We're kind of like being summoned to do this. And so now we're in the process of creating a coach certification program. And those coaches we're hiring to basically train in our Have It All Academy. So it's kind of a, a win-win because they get clients that we are marketing to come in. So they don't have to pay for marketing, build any of the systems. All of our systems are already in place. They get trained. They help us. We're supporting them. They're growing as leaders and so on and so forth. And we're kind of getting to build that business. So that's how we've morphed that. And then the other, the marketing side of things, we've partnered up with certain people to offset certain things that we, we do. We've brought in people in house to just do the marketing stuff. We hired someone to create our new website and create, we were coming out with an app and things like that. So not saying this for people. I don't know where you are in your journey. It's not like we got to do this all at one shot. We, we had built our business five years, four plus years for sure, entirely by ourselves. I'm not saying that that's the best way to do it either. I don't want people to hear like, well, I can't afford to hire this one. And I, we couldn't either. You're going to experience shifts of letting go of your baby and letting go of certain aspects of your business and things like that, which I would say is a bigger pitfall than the money. It's this conversation of like, oh no, no, I can't give up that part of my business because it just comes from a lack mentality. Like if I give up that part of my business, what will be left for me? And what you miss is that when you give up that, what you're creating is for space for something new to show up that's even grander and bigger and serves you and your soul at a much higher level, which allows you to perform much better. And that's just been our transformation building this business. And it's been really interesting to notice where you get triggered. Mm-hmm. What, what parts of the business you're like, oh, yeah, yeah, take that from me, no worries. Like, I don't give a crap. And what parts of the business when someone's like, hey, we should do this, this, and this. And you're like, no, 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 I can't do that. Right? Like, you're just met with so much fear and so much resistance. And that's, that's your growth process. And that's, that's, I think, what we really love and just find intriguing. Awesome. So one of the things that I picked up on in what you were saying just now was the importance of of delegating so that you can scale, so that you can share your message. But you talked about feeling like, you know, for example, guy, tech whiz, able to build everything. How did you feel knowing that you knowing that it was time to let go of that and let somebody else step in? 
Yeah, I think like anything else, right? We were just, I was talking about the unknown before. There's just fear. There's fear of the unknown. Like when you build like a, a business, is a lot like having a child. And, and it really is like that. It's like this relationship. You're teaching it. It's learning. And it has a relationship with people and the world and yourself. And, you know, when it's yours, you kind of want to hang on to it and, 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 and control it and make sure it's being taken care of properly. And then you find that there's like anything else, there's things that you genuinely enjoy, right? Like for us, it's like connecting with people, creating content, the, the educational process, doing the work on ourselves so that we can, we have access to other methodologies with people, stuff like that. And that's really where, where we want to be. So now we have to look at, all right, well, what do we want to invest our time into? So for us, it's number one, it's building systems so that we can get our some of our time back to apply more of our time to the things that we like. And the second one is investing more in ourselves and our education. So I don't think there's ever been a year like this year where, and now guys granted, you know, we've been on quite a path. So we were at a place where I think between Elon and myself, we spent like, not spent, let's just say invested between quarter of a million and maybe like $300,000 in our education this year and experiences. And it's really because we want to up our game. Like our goal is to impact a hundred million people. That doesn't look like sitting around and running the same program for 15 years. It means like taking a deep dive into the inner parts of ourselves and learning how is it that you, you know, look at people's subconscious programming, really understand how that's impacting them, show them how to vibrationally change themselves and, and really impact that stuff. So from like a business perspective, it takes time like anything else. It's finding the right relationships. But I think something that's happened for Elon and I is we really produce our life from like a fuck yes. If it's not a fuck yes, we just don't do it. It's not like a fuck let me see or a fuck maybe this will work. It's like if it's not a fuck yes, it's a no. And our relationships are like that today. Our business is like that today. And the people that we work with, including clientele, is like that today. If we're not a fuck yes to you, we don't coach you. Because we just know you're not in alignment with where we're at and what we can provide. Maybe you're not open enough. Maybe you just need you know some other training before you get here. Whatever it might be. And none of it is in the world of make wrong. But we all know that there's relationships around us that take energy from us that might look like light, but really create darkness in our lives. And for the integrity that I want to have today and where I want to, what I want to achieve on this planet type of transformation I'm looking forward to create globally, it would be out of integrity for me to sustain those kind of relationships. So I look, you know, where I was younger, I would like burn bridges and get angry. Now I'm like, this doesn't work for me and I do it with like so much love and compassion and I'll, I'll help that person where I can. So I think with business, it's the same exact way where, where we bring people in, we look at whether it's that relationship is providing the type of integrity we want in our business. And I'm really happy to be in a place in our business where I get to say no to things. I think when you're early on in your developmental process, I honestly offer you say yes to everything because you've been a no to life for so long, you probably don't even know what it's like to truly say yes to stuff and experience things that you might like and things that you might absolutely despise, but it's like, go find out. And then when you get to a place where you're much more clear about your internal alignment and you really start operating from that place, that's where you're like, you can say no, but it's from an authentic place and be like, this really doesn't fit with my alignment today. And it doesn't have to be about defending yourself or proving something to your identity or being with other people. And I think that's kind of what we've come to with building partnerships within the business too and creating systems is that the person needs to be aligned with what we're up to, which looks like transforming a lot of people's lives. You know, so like down from people who edit and do our podcast, just like I'm sure you have systems for that. Those people are really excited about the fact that the work that they're doing impacts people's lives. The guy who built our website, same thing. You're like, 
you know, all that stuff. And, and I love that kind of alignment because it puts the right energy into the work versus just like, I'm just producing a website for you. I'm just producing a podcast for you. It's like, no, you're producing something that's changing people's lives. And I think that's really freaking cool. What does your routine look like these days? How do you structure your days? And then how do you structure your plan for a month and a year out with all of the things you're trying to get accomplished and yet taking in the time to learn and have these experiences and do these coaching programs and growth experiences yourself? I think both of us have a pretty similar morning routine. There's there's a couple of things that we'll do differently. I think it's super important. I know that when people start out, they go, I don't have time for this. I'm telling you, meditation is a secret weapon to success. It's been around for 5,000 plus years. And the, and the thing that I'll just say real quick, because a lot of people will go, well, I don't know if I'm doing it right, or I'll do it and it, it's really noisy in my head, or I don't feel the difference or things like that, right? Those pretty typical rebuttals. I'll just say this. One of the things we do in our academy is we offer people to join a 30-day meditation challenge. Meditation is simply taking five minutes, 10 minutes in the morning prior to you starting your day, prior to you opening your email, prior to you checking your Facebook account, just roll out of bed, sit quietly, either do guided or listen to music, and that's it. And however that 10 minutes shows up, you fell asleep, that was perfect meditation. Your head was super noisy that day, that was perfect meditation. You were in perfect deep silence, like you, you checked out, perfect meditation. It doesn't matter. It's the fact of doing it. So that's how we both start our day with meditation. We both also read in the morning. I think it's really important. If you want different output, then you need new input. And so input from books, podcasts, audiobooks, wherever you get YouTube videos, I don't care, get something educational, informational, inspirational inside of you before you start that day. Those two things alone will completely transform how you live your day. So those are those are big ones for us. And as far as ideas, thoughts, things like that, it's something that we're constantly creating. Like we're at a place right now where we've done that all on our own. And we're at a place where we have so many projects running that we're actually hiring a project manager to help us do that kind of stuff. Neither of us are really super detail oriented. So a lot of the times what we've done is I think it's important to focus on one project at a time. And when people start out, we tend to go, you have like 19 different projects and none of them get finished. So one of the things that we used to do is we used to rate them on the amount of revenue that project would create and by when. So we basically rate it like if we were to finish this project, this could generate revenue in seven days. Whereas this one is more like this will take two months to kind of build out. So you just knock out things that are of utmost importance and that's it. You don't do any other project. You just focus and finish that thing. And that's really worked very, very well for us. This last few months have just been nuts. Like we haven't really been able to do that because we've had four projects that are all relying on each other for this one launch that we're about to do. Yeah, I think setting up your day in the morning is super duper important. And for Guy and I, in the moments where you feel lousy, you feel like you don't want to do it, you feel like your energy is off, we're lucky that we have each other. And so it's a quick call to the other person and be like, hey, this is what's going on for me. And even if it's just venting or getting your power back or energy back or whatever it might be to if you're going to do something with this attitude, like, oh, God, I have to do this. I have to do that. That's the results it's going to produce. 
If you're coming at it from, I get to do this, I get to create this amazing thing that's gonna change the world, that's gonna create a whole different result for you. And so we are in a constant state of, we don't create anything unless we're imbuing it with that kind of source energy so that other people receive that. If someone receives something that's like, oh, someone had to do that, that's just how it's gonna fall. Whereas like it's passion, it's love, it's really there to just transform and impact the world in the greatest level that we know how at this point in our lives, that's what you're gonna be left with. I'm sure people are going to be hearing this and they're going to want to reach out and find out more about what you're doing and how they can get involved. How can people find you? Easiest place is satoriprime.com, S-A-T-O-R-I prime.com. There you can find out about who we are, the experiences we offer, our podcast, things like that. If you're a podcast junkie like we are, then the podcast is simply called Have It All, and it's on iTunes, Stitcher, even on YouTube. And it's a great listen. Thank you guys so much for coming on the show. Thank you, brother. Really appreciate the time. Are you glad you listened to this episode of Hack the Process? Then take an action now. Make a note about something you just heard and how it's going to help you as you hack your own process. And let me know about it. This has been M. David Green, your host for Hack the Process. You can tweet me at Hack the Process, leave a review for the show on iTunes, and visit hacktheprocess.com to check out the show notes for this episode and join our community of process hackers. Thanks for listening. <laughs>